N-A-S-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. My peoples, welcome back to the Nas Society Podcast. Made it another week and it is officially the last show of 2020. Man, yo, I'm going to get it to in a minute, man, but we definitely got to kick it off right. Got to end it on a good note. So much to talk about, man, but this is going to be a good show, man. It's going to be different, but it's going to be good. Stay tuned, man. Sit down, get your drinks, your popcorn or whatever. Just tune in, man. I got something to say. All right, let's get it. All right, all right, all right. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Nas Society Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, man, what can I say, man? This is officially the last show of this year, 2020. Um, won't be doing the show next week because I'll be out of town. And then, of course, you know, uh, we have Christmas and New Year's Eve and everything like that going on. So um, I want to say, man, first and foremost, of course, I say it every week, but thank you guys, man, for the support, the love. This has been a crazy year. You know, the, the name of this show is called 2020 Vision, man. But listen, who would have thought or who could have seen the events that transpired this year? You know, um, just so much, man. Well, we're about to get get into it and talk about it. I'm going to lay out how everything's going to go, man. But uh, this has been a, a up and down year, you know, for me personally, but around the nation in general. Um what I'm going to do for this show, seeing that this is the last show for the year, uh, I'm, it's going to be a little, I ain't gonna, it's not going to be lengthy, but I want to just hit you guys with a lot of detailed things, right? We're going to break down five of the most impactful things that happened this year. And then I'm going to give you guys five of my own points and suggestions of things that I think we all should do moving into 2021. Right. And then I'm going to give you a little spill of me, your host, and give you a little bit more insight on the Nas Society and something to marinate on as we go into 2021 and the things that we have planned for next year and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It's going to be one of those shows, man, because I felt I, I felt real heavy about a lot of things that went on this year and also about the the growth, you know, uh, how everything started and. Um, how we about to close out the year, right? So, of course, like every show, we're gonna just smallly talk about a couple things. You know, just just hit on it a little bit about you know the sports. You know, I don't want to forget my sports says out there because I'm a sports says. So we're gonna just do a little bit of that real quick. Um, of course, we had NFL games, and all the NFL games are uh, pretty much trying to like figure out the playoff seating right right now. So. In the last couple of weeks of the season and the NFL, then we got the playoffs and the Super Bowl, etc. Right. Um, so of course, if you know wherever you're listening from, if your if your team, your hometown team, uh is in the playoff hunt, then you know, sorry to hear that. Uh, but mine is <laughs> Chicago Bears won. They defeated the Minnesota Vikings 33-27 yesterday to solidify their hopes 
to get into the playoffs, right? They're currently at the AFC, you know, hoping for a couple of things to happen with the Cardinals or whatever for them to get into the playoff seating, but they're still in the hunt. So it's a lot of teams that lost yesterday that's not in the hunt, namely the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots uh, have officially been eliminated for the playoffs for the first time in about 13 years. You know, so that made headlines pretty big. Um, so, I mean, they're in a the re rebuilding stage. We'll see how that goes. Um, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers came back from a huge, huge uh, – I mean, Atlanta Falcons was beating them by like three touchdowns in the third quarter, and then Tom Brady came back and beat them. Kind of reminds you of how it was in the Super Bowl <laughs> when uh, the Falcons was beating the Patriots and the Patriots came back. The Falcons um, – I don't know defensively. They just need to do a whole bunch of things, man. But that's just a it's just a bad cloud over that organization. I hope they turn it around because you know Atlanta's a good good place. I got family there. You know it's a great city. So hopefully they can turn it around. And with the NBA, the NBA is officially starting off their season tomorrow, right? Uh, so the NBA official season openers tomorrow. Golden State Warriors play the Brooklyn Nets. Right, it's gonna be a great game. Then for the night game, we got the Lakers and the Clippers. So NBA season is back in full effect. It's good to see that, man, with everything that's going on with the pandemic and the coronavirus, that uh, we can start a season on time and uh, get back to a level of normalcy with that. And we'll see how it goes. But I think it's going to go well. Still no, it still ain't no fans in the stands and anything like that, but I think it's going to go well. So shout out to that. All right. So I definitely didn't want to go on sports too long because I got something to say, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like I said, this has been a crazy year. 2020 vision, when you think of that, what do you think about, right? When you think of 2020 vision, what do you think about? Okay, so obviously, if you've seen me before, I'm pretty sure you have, or at least seen pictures of me. You know, I normally wear glasses. You know, for a long time, I never wore glasses, probably for the majority of my life. Uh, I'm 35, so I'll say probably like, Mm, 30 years, <laughs> 30 years, I, you know, I was, I needed glasses, but I never had them. You know, it just took me five years ago to, man, I, I can't see, man. Let me put on some glasses. You know, let me, let me, let me see things clearly. Right. I think this year has been a year where our society, the nation, finally said i can't see man you know let me let me i need to get some glasses let me let me i have to i, I can't see and once we put those glasses on this year my god man everything was exposed we've seen everything so clearly everything made so much sense right um that's what happened when you have 2020 vision everything that you couldn't see before seems so much clearer now it makes much much, much, much more sense. And I mean, we could talk about a lot of different things that happened over the year, you know, um, but I wanted to highlight five things that happened in particular, uh, going to deep with those and then give you guys five uh, on the flip side, five things that I think we should do as a society, me included, um, that we all should do for 2021 to try to offset this year and make next year a better year, both personally, mentally, and emotionally, right? 
it's been a crazy year. I mean, I mean, I, I must say it has been, but I think we did a good a good job of sticking it through. You know, T's and P's, man. Thoughts and prayers go out to the people that lost loved ones, uh, lost jobs, lost houses, lost family, you know, um, finances. It's been one of those years, right? Definitely has. So let's touch on a couple of things, right? So like I said, we're going to do five things, five events, five notable moments, right? That happened this year in 2020. So of course we're going to, obviously we're going to start with the coronavirus, right? Um, I think when the coronavirus started that uh, people really didn't take it seriously, right? I don't think people really took it seriously until um, businesses started getting shut down. People started passing away. Uh, the NBA started canceling the seasons, you know, you know, NFL and, and you know, um, baseball. I think once the world starts seeing that, like I said, the 2020 vision, right? Once we put on the glasses and started seeing that, okay, this is really happening. People are really dying, right? Um, and that's made us made us wake up to certain things in life, namely being our surroundings, our family, how easily it is we we take life for granted or um, the small things like not telling the person that we love and care about them or having to lose your job after 20, 30 years and now have to rely on unemployment and being at home with your family and realizing sometimes that you got married for the wrong reasons because you really just living day to day, paycheck to paycheck to take care of your family and you and your, your significant other don't have a lot in common, which just causes a lot of Rick Raff in the household. And that's why the divorce rate is up to 75% this year alone. Right. Coronavirus is something that easily uh, highlights 2020 because not just financially, of course, financially, a lot of businesses, a lot of jobs and a lot of things like that. But I think that because us as a nation, we had to be put on some type of structure, right? Uh, businesses got closed down, so we couldn't club. We couldn't go to restaurants. Uh, a lot of states was put on curfews, right? Mandated. Um, we, we, we couldn't do certain things like even hug our friends or uh, even be around people. And the biggest thing I think is the mask epidemic, right? Being told that you have to wear a mask anywhere you go. You know, I think that for, you know, for people around the world, nobody likes to be held, held accountable or told what to do. So when that was mandated, I think that a lot of people didn't take that serious, but putting on your glasses, man, you see how important it is to, uh, you know, stuff that we were supposed to be doing anyway, washing our hands all the time hand sanitizer, uh, watching our distance, wearing your mask, these things that um, can be prevented if we actually do it, right? You go to these hotels, you go to these airports, you go to a lot of places where there's a lot of public traction and people are easily touching things. Now, there's a lot of people out here that's, that's germaphobes, right? So they're already used to doing certain things like, you know, hand sanitizer all the time or wash your hands all the time or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but I think that's caused a lot of people to, you know, get sick or catch the, catch the virus. And, um, I just, I just want people just to be 
be more aware, right? Put your glasses on, you know, because contrary to any belief, I, it is out there. You know, people are catching it. People are getting sick. People are passing away. Like I said, my thoughts and prayers go out to people that lost their lives and their families. But let's be more mindful, man. Um, and then, of course, obviously, there is a, a vaccine that there's being reported out there that people are taking or some people are not taking, you know, um, because they don't know what's in it or what it's going to do to you or anything like that. Right. So um, that's the decision that you have to make for yourself and your family. What do you want to do? Do you want to take the, the vaccine or do you weigh the pros and cons with it? Uh, what do you think? Um, I can't tell you what to do. You know, I can't, you know, who am I to tell a person what to do about what's put in their body? But I will say this, you know, that the virus is actually out there. We don't know. And we, and we can't see who has it. So you have to be careful. I'm not saying get the vaccine. I'm not saying get it. I'm saying just be mindful that. It is out there, the virus, and we have to be careful, right? Put your glasses on with that. So that's one thing, man, that the coronavirus has definitely been the highlight, one of the highlights, one of the five highlights that I have for this year, right? Another um, was the um, election, right? Donald Trump, for the last four years, right, has been our president, has been our commander-in-chief, and, of course, um, you know, a lot of people have thoughts about him and his run and his decision making. And he had a lot of allegations out there, sexual assaults and just stuff he was doing with the, you know, I mean, he had an impeachment this year. You know, look, I'm not going to tell you who to be for. If you're a Trump supporter, be a Trump supporter. Be now, you know, Um Part of my belief in a non-society is we don't hold any judgment. But I will say this, man. Our nation as a whole has been in trouble, you know, and uh, it starts with the top. So you ever heard the phrase, once you're at the bottom, you can't go no lower. You got to go up. I feel like we have to go up now. We can't can't keep going to the bottom. We have to go up. So Joe Biden, right? former vice president when Barack Obama was our president. Um, November 7th, he was elect, president-elect. Um, beat Donald Trump in a presidential, presidential election, right? Also, his running mate, Kamala Harris, is the first black woman vice president in the world, right? So, shouts out to that. So, that's another thing that kind of highlighted this this year is you know not only trump getting out of office right um but to have the first female black vice president to 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 take over this this world as commander in chief with joe biden man so we'll see how it goes i mean um nobody knows how it's going to look you know there's always this ongoing de debate about Democrats and Republicans and, um, you know, so um, we'll see how it goes. But I just know that only, one thing I know for sure is that our nation needs help. And it can start with finances, right? It can start with um, employment. It can start with funding like that, health care. Um, of course, we could talk about the, you know, ongoing violence that's going around the world, but our, our, our nation needs help, man. So I think that's another thing that highlighted this year. 
that I feel like everybody is starting to put their glasses on to see how messed up our nation is. The 2020 vision is having us to see things clearer now this year. And I think that election really opened some people's eyes. Now, is it going to change things? We'll see. I'm very optimistic. I'm hoping so. Uh, right. Um, so we'll see, man. We, 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 what can we do, but see, but I do know that, um, Apparently, there is a, 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 a stimulus package that was approved for, uh, I believe, six hundred dollars now for for everybody. I think it's going to go out pretty soon. I mean, you have different people that has different views about it. If they you know, if it's enough or not. I mean, look, man, who, who's to say if it's enough or not? We don't know anybody's bank accounts. We don't know who's struggling. We don't know who's hurting. We don't know who got it. All I know is I'm looking for results positive results right um we are owed so much more as a people by this government you know um so we'll just see how it goes of course trump is still in office right so uh the 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 stimulus package that was approved for six hundred dollars is still technically under trump he's the one that you know that passed that and made that go through because biden isn't officially in office yet so I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes, man. But that's one thing that's I feel like, uh, you know, that's highlighted this year, 2020. Man, 2020 vision has opened our eyes to the the politics of the world. Right. Um, number three, actually, um, well, I'll just say it. Number three was the passing of Kobe Bryant. Right, January 26, Kobe Bryant was fatally killed in a plane crash. Um, him and his daughter, seven other passengers. Um, very, very heartbreaking, man. I think that set the tone for the year uh, because nobody believed it. You know, everybody thought it was a hoax, but it was definitely indeed real. Kobe Bryant, man, NBA legend, Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever play. Uh, not just on a basketball court, because if any, if obviously if you ever seen him play or just follow sports basketball anyway, you knew of Kobe Bryant, man, but outside of everything, you know, basketball wise, the brother was really doing a lot for the community, man, you know, and not just for his daughters, man, but he was, he was an ambassador for, for change and always fighting, never giving up, having a mamba mentality, man, you know, uh, it's something that I feel is a great way to live right it's actually my story to never give up no matter what you're going through no matter how hard it is keep fighting keep moving forward right um my superman my thoughts and prayers continue to go out to vanessa and and you know kobe's wife and everybody that, that lost their life on that on that um that plane crash man it was so fatal and heartbreaking um but it, it just tore the hearts out of everybody in the world. Even if he wasn't a Kobe Bryant fan or whatever, he, your heart went out to his family. Your heart went out to everybody that lost their life on that plane. Man. So I think for me, that's definitely one of the highlights of the year. And it was the, probably really the tone setter. You know, it happened in January, January 26th. It, it really the tone setter for how this year was going to go. Uh, uh, I just, you know. I, I still feel, I still remember how I was when I found out the news and, you know, 
tore out people's hearts all over the world, man. So thoughts and prayers still go out to his family, to everybody that lost their family that year. I mean, on that on that train, that uh, plane crash. So that's definitely one of the highlights of 2020, man. 2020 vision shows you with that life is just too short, man. Too short. The brother wasn't sick, anything like that. It was just instant and fatal. Just at that moment, you know. Just at that moment, man. So put your glasses on, y'all. We have to appreciate life. We have to cherish every moment, right? We got to. Number four, uh, going same thing with Kobe is Chadwick Boseman passed away, man. The Black Panther, as you know him, you know, uh, you know, lost his life August twenty eighth. Um, the brother was so strong, man. Um, nobody knew he was sick, <laughs> right? Man was doing movies, doing interviews, uh, for years. Nobody knew he was sick, but his team, man, his family. And they kept it in, man. Shout out to his family to, to know something so traumatic and never letting it get leaked out, man. Fighting it strong year, year by year with him. Um, very, very impactful, impactful brother, man. Did a lot for the community as well. Did a lot of really, really strong black movies, man. You know, the James Brown, the Jackie Robinson, you know, the Black Panther, Thurgood Marshall. Like, the brother did a lot of movies, man, that was impactful to show the unity and the strength of the African-American man, right? Uh, thoughts and prayers go out to his family as well, man. You, you can't you can't ignore that. You can't ignore what he did for our culture. And just the the... The image of him or what he represented for us, man, was was huge and um, lost his life, man, to, to a long battle of, of, of what he was facing, man. So um, that one hit home, too, man, definitely tore out our hearts. Um, so that's number four, man. And like I said, a lot of people lost their life this year, you know, not just famous people, celebrities, but um, your neighbor, my neighbor. The person down the street, the guy that's sleeping under the trains or anything, you know, saying someone that's lost their life, lost their life to COVID. You know, people lost their life a lot, man, during this year. So that's that was just traumatic, traumatic stuff. The last uh, thing that I want to talk about, man, um, that was a highlight of this year is 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 going to be a little deep. So we're going to take a, a quick break. Uh, and we're going to get into it and we're going to talk about it, man. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about that straight up. And after we talk about that, we're going to go into my five things that I think we all need to do, man, to be better as individuals going into next year and just that the different minds that we need to have. Right. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Entirely, I'll be, I'll be more than a lover, more than a woman, more than a lover for you. 
All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Nas Society podcast. Had to throw in a lot. Uh, man, listen, I'll say this, man. A lot of people don't like Drake. A lot of people don't like him. You know, whatever. I think it's the whole light skin thing, man. We got a show about that too coming up, man, about the light skin versus dark skin stuff. But Drake makes some decent music, man. I like it, you know. And then that joint in particular, you know, called Is There More? Nice, man. Listen to the legs, man. That's all I'm going to say. Listen to the legs. Pretty heavy, you know. Then I, I like how the, the end part come in with, I'll be more than Big Aaliyah fan, by the way. So before uh, Gabby, well, you don't know about Gabby. Her name is her, you know, the singer, but her name is Gabby. I know on a personal level, whatever. Uh, but before her, it was uh, Aaliyah. Man, I used to be super in love with Aaliyah. Man, oh my God. Uh, I was a man. Aaliyah was bay to the 10th power. So I like how you just threw that in there. But anyway, all right, y'all. So let's get back to it. Thank you for, uh, you know, tuning in and staying with us. So first segment, we talked about a lot, man. We talked about the events of 2020. Uh, I want to highlight five in particular, right? Uh, so we got through four. So the last one I want to talk about is probably uh, probably even more important uh, than the coronavirus. I would, you know, I mean, it's debatable, but uh, I got a shirt. um uh, that says um racism is the real pandemic right it's one of my best sellers man if you ain't got it already go get it www.nonsociety.com uh still got a lot of a lot of you know a lot of merch so racism is the real pandemic so in 2020 man um we as african americans um talk about 2020 vision man if never before do we see things clearer this year about racism and pro- police brutality, we definitely seen it this year. Our eyes are definitely clear this year because of what has transpired to African-Americans due to police brutality, right? So the last point I want to talk on that was really, really prevalent in this year and really a big highlight was the awareness or woke being woke or the newfound 2020 vision of police brutality and a Black Lives Matter, right? There was a lot of people killed, you know, this year uh, through police brutality, you know, black and white, Mexican, et cetera. You know, I'm not limited to anybody in particular, but um, you know, in general, it was a lot. Um, so I want to highlight on three in particular people, right, that suffered from the abuse and violence of police attacks from this year, right? In particular, we're going to go into a couple that I felt like really set off the year, set off a lot of Black Lives Matter movements. Uh, riots, destructions, and things like that, right? Of course, we're going to start with uh, George Floyd, right? George Floyd was a 46-year-old black man, 46-year-old black man. Um, And on May 25th, um, while being arrested for allegedly using a counterfeit bill, um, he was killed 
by a police officer at the time, Derek Chauvin, who like had his knee on this man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Right. So I'm repeat that again. George Floyd is, a, you know, African-American man. You know, he's not famous. He's not a hip hop artist, not a, you know, anything like that. But 46 year old man, black man in America, Minnesota. Uh, allegedly was using a counterfeit bill. Police was called. Police got to the scene. They tried to apprehend him, threw him on the ground. And while they had him on the ground, there's one particular officer, Derek Chauvin, felt the need to put his knee on the man's neck and held his knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds constantly while Mr. Floyd constantly stated and screamed, I can't breathe asked for his mom, was breathing for air, lost consciousness. And of course, you know, there was people around taking videos and pictures and um, police felt like they was justified because they was apprehending him, you know, but the man passed, he died. He died. So it sparked a nationwide uh, awareness um, of police brutality. And like I said, 2020 vision is about seeing things clear. Er, right? Um, police have been killing black people for years, y'all. For years on years and years. Way before I was born, way before my mom was born, way before my grandparents was born, right? Uh, but the awareness that we have now, the nationwide awareness that we have now, the, the NBA players who boycotted the league and NFL players who, uh, you know, stood for something, the Colin Kaepernick's of the world, right? Uh, who, who, who stood for police brutality in America. It all makes sense now, doesn't it? You know what I'm saying? The awareness is there. How the African-Americans in particular are being treated by Caucasian cops and authority, right? And not only that, about how when they are brought to semi-justice, they get off with a slap on the wrist, right? Um, and it's, it's disheartening, but the awareness is there, right? The awareness, we are woke now. And now that we're woke, we are doing things. We are rebelling to the point where we are, you know, we are rioting. We are breaking into stores. We are trying to get some type of justification of what you guys, I'm saying, I'm sorry, you guys, what um, police, Caucasian authority are doing to our people, right? Uh, a big part of the Nas society is not being judged and labeled and stereotyped, right? But of course, not because of your skin color, because you're a black man. Right. Uh, and it's and it's and it's horrible. So that's one. George Floyd was I mean, anybody who's anybody this year known about what happened on May 25th of 2020 when this brother was literally killed, literally killed. Had a, a knee on his neck. For eight minutes and 46 seconds, screaming that he couldn't breathe, but that was going unnoticed. Right. Um, so the awareness that was brought to it, man, by the world, the media, you know, um, we're woke. We have on our glasses, you know, the 2020 vision is in full effect for that part. Um, not saying that it's going to let's, let's hope it gets better. I mean, uh, but to bring awareness to it that we not taking this shit no more is, 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 is there, you know, people are saying that. You know, why is they looting and stealing and, and all this stuff? Now, I'll give you, I, look, I get it, okay? 
if you a person out here don't really care about the Black Lives Matter or people care about what the police are doing to us and you're just trying to go break in the store to come up to sell a TV or sell shoes or sell something to make you some extra money, then you're probably doing it for the wrong reason. Not saying that looting and, and stealing and everything is right, but there are people that is literally sick of this shit that's out there protesting, that's out there standing for what's right. And for like, we don't care about the millions and, and billions of dollars y'all make off these stores. We want justice, right? That's why a lot of people that's, that was in NBA, you know, boycotted games and or, or whatever and, and, and NFL and just around the world, you know, the WNBA, people just stopped doing what they was doing to like, like we need to bring awareness to this because this ain't cool. It's not right. Uh, our, our black communities are already struggling enough, right? Um, so that, that was one thing that I, you know, I felt like, of course, uh, was on the highlight of the year, but it don't stop there. No, you would think that something like that would, uh, would, 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 would stop what's going on. Right. Uh, but no, we had an incident, actually another one, right? Uh, Jacob Blake, 29 year old man, uh, from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, he was shot and actually paralyzed. Now, he didn't pass away, but he was paralyzed because he was shot seven times, seven times in the back by an officer named Rustin Shisky. Um, and he was shot because he was leaning in his SUV. Uh, the, I guess the, the Mr. Shisky, right, uh, was trying to calm him down or whatever. Well, first of all, Let's back up a little bit. There was a uh, domestic dispute or whatever, for whatever reason, that the police was called. Um, Jacob Blake was merely trying to explain to the officer because he probably already knew that the officer was on some BS. The officer had his hand on the gun the whole time. And who knows why Jacob Blake went to the car? Maybe he went to the car to show him his registration, show him his license, show him whatever, whatever, whatever. But fact the fact is, he didn't have a gun. Jacob Blake didn't have a gun. You know, regardless of what he was going in that car for, I don't care if it was a knife or whatever. He got shot seven times in the back by this officer. Now, also, he had his kids in the back seat of the car. Jacob Blake, I'm talking about, had three of his sons in the back seat of the car. So, the officer didn't even see a gun, didn't even see any type of weapon or anything like that. Saw the kids in the back of the car and still opened fire and shot the man seven times in the back. Seven times in the back, left him paralyzed. That was another thing that sparked another outrage amongst our community. And uh, it, it, it goes to show you that the awareness, once again, is being brought to the forefront in 2020 about police brutality and racism and how... Um, this has been ongoing for years. It hasn't just been this year. Twenty uh, Racism didn't just start this year. Racism was started uh, generations and decades and decades and decades ago, right? But the awareness of it is being brought to the forefront. You know, um, I feel like what goes unsaid is that there is no training or lack thereof training of police authority. Now, I'm not saying that all police are like this, but I feel like if, and this is just my opinion, right? I feel like if you're a part of an organization or anything and you see corruption, you see bad things going on, I feel like it's an obligation 
especially when it comes to racial injustice or police brutality or, or dehumanizing someone because of their race and their skin color. You see what I'm saying? I feel like there's an obligation that goes along with that if I'm a part of something. Um, I'm a part of fraternity, right? Uh, I've been a part of fraternity for a little over 10 years. Uh, and my fraternity that I'm in is strong on African-American culture and um, the the strength of brotherhood and the civil injustice that goes on in the world. If I saw any inkling of anybody in my organization doing anything that I felt was wrong or causing some harm or some type of moral thing that I felt like I just didn't believe in, I would say something. Now, of course, you could say that's two different instances because, you know, uh, when you're part of a fraternity is different than being a part of a um, police force that's paying your checks, paying your, you know, your, your livelihood. But it to, to me, it really don't matter. You can be a part of anything, anything, whether they're paying you or not. Why would you associate yourself with something that you know is going wrong, right? And you don't say nothing about it. Now, on the flip side, there are cops out there that put on that shield, put on that vest to do the right thing. Right. And it's out there wanting to fight the good fight and do good justice in the world. I have a cousin that's a cop in Houston. I love him to death. I know that he's not a part of what's going on in the police brutality. I know he's not about that, you know, but I know he sees it and I know that he wants to say something. If he hasn't said something already, I'm pretty sure he's voiced his opinion on it. Right. I know another guy, actually another guy that's in my fraternity that's a cop. You know, uh, upstanding brother, really good guy, you know, and I know he's not a part of, you know, the, what I'm saying is if you see something, say something. There's a lot of police out there that see it and won't say nothing just to protect their check. Now, I'm not judging that person at all, but at what point does that eat at you? Right. Something has to be done at some point. Um, and it's just and it's just terrible to hear it's terrible to see on tv uh and it's terrible to embody as an african-american man um one last thing about the police injustice and the police brutality and the killings is um one that that set it off another time was um brianna taylor man you know um i got a hoodie that goes to say that uh make protecting black women great again right uh, it's also on the website. Uh, Brianna Taylor was a 26 year old black woman, right? 26, 26 years old. In Louisville, Kentucky, right? Um, Brianna Taylor was fatally shot to death. Give you a little backstory about that situation. So, long story short, police was looking for her boyfriend. All right, Mr. Kenneth Walker. Um, so they were looking for him for a drug dealing charge or drug dealing suspicion or anything like that, right? Uh, police came to their door, well, came to Brianna Taylor's door, right, to look for him, knocked on the door, and they claimed they announced themselves before they forced themselves in the door, meaning that they broke in the house. They claimed, allegedly, they claimed they announced themselves at the police before they barged in. Now, 
Mr. Walker, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend, said that he didn't hear anybody announce anything. He just seen people breaking inside the house, barging in there. And his instinct was to pull out his gun and he let off a single shot. All right. Let off a single shot. When he let off that shot, the police let off 32 rounds inside that house. 32 shots. Which resulted in Breonna Taylor getting hit six times and instantly dying. Instantly. So what I want to say about that was, and then also what goes unsaid is that, um, of course, the nation was outraged about this. You know, um, the young lady ain't had nothing to do with nothing. was blatantly killed. Now, of course, there's people that are saying that, well, her boyfriend shouldn't have shot at the police. A boyfriend, you know, okay, whatever, whatever you want to say. No woman deserves to get shot six times in her home for nothing. But the system will say that all oh, those officers was justified because they announced themselves before they came in. When they came in, a shot was fired at them. So they just shot to respond to the shot. And the officer that actually did the shooting, that actually hit her, oh, he got a slap on the wrist. He got a slap on the wrist. No serious jail time. No, uh, uh, nothing that was just, you know, big. This woman is gone, man, 26 years old. The nation was outraged, but the system will make it seems like, well, wrong place at the wrong time. I've seen an interview about that. Um, I can't remember the guy who, who was doing it, but he was saying that um, situations like that happen all the time. It's unfortunate that it happened to her, but the young man, Mr. Kenneth, shouldn't have fired at the police. Also, with the debate that was happening, Donald Trump, when he was asked about the Black Lives Matter and the Breonna Taylor incident in particular, he said he stands by the criminal justice system and what they believe and the decisions that they make. 2020 vision, y'all. 2020 vision, man. They always make it seem like we are the cause of us getting beat or killed or harassed or punished or knees on our neck or, you know, at a certain point, man, this year, if it didn't teach us nothing else, it taught us to put our glasses on, y'all. We got to put our glasses on and see what the hell is really going on out here. Of course, we fight to not be a stereotype and not be what the system wants us to be and not being labeled because of our background or because of our race or because of our gender or because of our height or because of the dreads we have in our head or et cetera, et cetera. It can go on, it can go on, it can go on, it can go on. But until we put our glasses on y'all and see that we are fighting against a system that never cared about us, right? We have to show unity with each other. We can't keep fighting against ourselves. We can't keep killing each other. And that could be physically or mentally, emotionally. The people that's out here that's selling drugs to each other 
or selling, you're you're killing your brother and your sister, man. I, I mean, I'm not judging nobody. I'm not trying to, you know, make you feel bad or anything like that, man. But we are killing each other, whether it be by the gun or the needle. We got to put our glasses on, man. We must. It's a must, I feel like. It's a must. Give you a little backstory about me, man. I was put in the box, man. The system felt like they could control me and do whatever they want with me, right? I was an innocent man, innocent to the T. The system hyped up the situation to make it seem like I was such a detriment to society, right? Totally fabricated. But I bounced back, right? People ask me, why did I start the Nas Society? Because I am the Nas Society. I am the Nas Society. I am an embodiment of what it takes to bounce back from not being labeled and stereotyped because of what I've been through. I slept on trains, man. I slept on park benches. benches. I've, I've been that person that was out here messed up, but my pride wouldn't let me go continue to stay with family or friends. You know what I'm saying? I've been the person that was uh, strung on alcohol to the point where I was drinking it three or four times a day. And that was the only thing that was going to keep me sane, keep me at a level here without stressing out. Right. I've been uh, held at gunpoint. I've been robbed. I've been sleeping in cars to the point where I, I fear for my life. Right. I've been the person that uh, committed, almost committed suicide. I've been to the bottom. I've been the person that suffered so many traumatic events that I don't know why I'm here right now, unless it was this. The non-society gave me a, pl a platform to help other people come out and speak about their truth, man. If I didn't go through none of that stuff, I wouldn't be right here right now. The society, the system says that I'm not supposed to have all the stuff I have right now. You know, the things that I have, the things that I've worked hard for, I'm not supposed to have. Right. If I would have followed through with the plan and actually committed suicide, do you think that the system really would have gave a damn about me and my body and what's going to happen with me and my children and with my family, et cetera, et cetera? I've been just another black nigga out here that's dead. Whether it be killed or killing myself, it wouldn't matter to them. Just like how it happens with with when they lock people up, they incarcerate black men for for frivolous things, y'all. Child support, man. They lock a person up for child support. Take away his license. Right. Taxes or I mean, come on, man. It's just it's certain things that the system is designed to destroy the black man. Of course, this isn't, you know, a popular topic, but it's, it happens. Right. 2020 vision, man. The glasses. Put your glasses on to see what the system is doing to us. I know this is a little heavy right now because it is the last show, man, but I just want the latest on you guys because I embody all of this. Right? This platform, right? The speak engagements that I do, um, the schools that I go to to talk to, um, the Inmate Lives Matter, you know what I'm saying, program that I got going on, the uh, I mean, I wasn't supposed to have none of this, man. Do you think the system likes that I'm doing this right now? Of course they don't, man. Of course they don't like it. 
I mentor the youth, man. I got a lot of young, smart teenagers, man, that I talk to, man. And the system don't want that. The system don't want to see black male leadership. They want to see destruction, right? They want to see kids put in jail, put on child support, you know, um, not graduating high school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, man. They don't want to see the growth and the evolution of a black man, a black teenager. So that's what this is about, man. You know, if anything, uh, we are about universal growth, right? 2021 is going to be so amazing, man. Uh, just about the, the things that we got already planned and going on, right? We started one campaign right now with the Inmates Lives Matter. So once again, if you don't know nothing about it, you know, check out the website. But if you know anybody that's incarcerated that needs the bare essentials like soap, toothpaste, hand sanitizer, shower shoes, or, you know, whatever it is that they need as a basic human being that the system won't even give them, right? Or give them less of or give them the worst of, then we we provide that. Right. We provide that. Only thing you have to do is go on the website, send us an email. Right. Um, we just require that we know where the person is, the relationship that you have with the person. And if it's OK for us to contact them so we can ask them, is it OK if we provide these services? Because we, we know certain people, especially when you're behind bars, um, you know, it's a prideful thing. You know, trust me, I know what it takes to be prideful. Like I just, you know, admitted to you guys years ago. I was so prideful to the point where I slept in my car. And even when I didn't even have a car, I would ride the red line train all night sleeping on the train because of my pride. And there's still a bunch of people who do it, man. It's still a bunch of brothers and sisters who's out there right now sleeping on trains, sleeping on park benches, sleeping underneath Vidox, man. Who's going to help them? Who's going to be there for them? So that's what the Nas Society is about, man. All of us doing our part to help the people that needs to be helped but just don't want to ask for it, man. That's what it's about. Helping each other, building each other up, not being labeled, not being a statistic. So I know that's heavy, right? So what we're going to do is Go take one more break, y'all. One more break. Uh, I'm going to get into the five things I want to talk about that we can do to elevate each other, elevate ourselves going into the new year. It's going to be pretty good, man. So once again, stay tuned. <laughs> we'll be right back. Yes, sir. We are back. Okay, y'all. So I know this has been a heavy show, man. There's been a lot to... You know, I told y'all, hey, I told you in the, in the jump, I had a lot I wanted to talk about, man. I had a lot I wanted to get off my chest and, you know, seeing that this is the last show of the year, man. We had a lot of great shows, uh, you know, but I wanted to make these last couple shows that I did, man, just really, you know, just me. You know what I'm saying? I know you're probably going to get sick of my voice or whatever, but um, the last couple shows, I just wanted to be just my voice on some, you know, some some topics and some things like that. But big surprise. Big surprise, we are back in the studio uh, next month, man. So we're back in the, in the lab. We got crew coming in. We got guests coming in. We got, I got a surprise guest for y'all too. Uh, you know, I'll say that, man. But definitely going to have different 
uh, inputs and, and thoughts and suggestions on things. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have people coming in and chiming in. We also got another member of the Nas Society, you know what I'm saying, that's going to come in and speak from a, a, a older perspective. We got a woman that's coming in from a woman's perspective, right? So got a lot in store for you guys, man. Not just the events, the speaking engagements, the the programs we got going on, man, but the podcast is going to blow up. Also, man, definitely, if I haven't said it already, man, this Saturday, the 26th, the Thinking Outside the Box podcast with the other brothers that I'm affiliated with, man. We got uh, B Scholar, we got Holy Grind, we got Moolah Monster Jeff. Man, it's gonna be all over the place, man. You can tune in to that podcast, it's gonna be on NDTV, right? Be sure you go look at it, man. It's called Thinking Outside the Box Podcast, right? And it is gonna be, I'm gonna spell it for you guys. It's gonna be streaming all on, on all social sites, really. Uh, but it's going to be primarily on NDTV, and that's I-N-D-E-T-V, I-N-D-E-T-V, the NDTV network, man. So uh, stay tuned, man. Listen, man, this thing has been hyped up for about a month now, you know, and uh, shout out to our guests. We are coming on, man. We got the ladies of council with the council coming in to be our guest host on that show this Saturday, man. It's going to be off. The chain, man, off the chain, man. I'm super excited about it, man. I want to thanks once again thank those brothers for, you know, let me be a part of that, man. Also, I want to give a shout out to Bishop Rory Marshall, man, a, a great mentor of mine. Talked to him earlier today, man. You always need somebody that's going to hold you accountable, that's going to be your spiritual advisor, someone that's going to, you know, help you get, you know, get places in life, man. Because if you're moving along in life and you don't have someone that's holds you accountable, that loves you and cares about you generally, then you, it's going to be easy for you to fall, you know? I mean, of course we're gonna fall when we, you know, go through life, but it, you need somebody, you need somebody like that. So shout out to Bishop Warrior Marshall. So before we sign out, I want to touch on, like I said, I gave you guys the five things that happened in 2020 that was like big, right? That was monumental. Uh, but before we sign off, I wanna give you guys just five things that I think that we all should do as a society, man, to keep moving forward, to be better, to have a better year than we did this year. Um, a lot of people struggled this year financially. Some people flourished a little bit, but um, overall, it was a, it was a hit. So, first thing I wanted to say uh, is set goals, right? Pray over it and be patient. You know, set goals, pray over it. Then just be patient. You see what I'm saying? Um, oftentimes in life, we we don't know what we want to do with our life, right? We have ideas, but we don't know if it's smart. We don't know if we have the money. We don't know if we have the time. We don't know if it's stupid or not, or if it's even going to last. But I urge you guys just to set goals, even if it's daily, weekly, monthly goals. You see what I'm saying? Uh, it could be something as small as make sure I work out every day, make sure I eat every day, uh, something healthy or you know, anything or make sure I'm, I'm saving money to a point where I can start my own, you know, business or whatever. Set goals, pray over it is the key, because once you pray over it, you really kind of takes it, take it off of your mind. You know, you give it to God. You know, I'm not trying to preach nothing like that, but giving it to God and having faith that he's going to provide for you, you know, be patient. Once you set your goal and you pray for it, fall back. 
you know, don't be stressing about it. Why ain't it happened yet? Once you pray over it, it's going to happen when exactly it's supposed to happen. You know, set goals, pray over it and just be patient. Number two is surround yourself with a smaller circle. Let me explain that, man. All right. Surround yourself with a smaller circle. Oftentimes, um, we want to be liked, right? We want to be surrounded by people that we want to be liked by, you know, and oftentimes those people may not have the same like-minded mindset that we have to move forward. So if we have an standard that we trying to set goals and pray over it and be patient and move forward and do positive things, right? Our circle, if our circle has a bunch of people in it, it's bound to be at least one to two people in that circle that's like, I don't know if that's going to work. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Because they're going through their own mess. They're going through their own struggles. They're going through their own things in life where they feel like they don't want to see you succeed. Not necessarily I want to see you succeed, but they don't want to see you succeed faster than they succeed. Right. So you always have to be mindful about your circle. Surround yourself with a smaller circle. When I say smaller, that mean evaluate your circle that you're in right now. Think about the people that you have in your circle right now. Be your cousins, your aunties, or whatever, your uncles, your boys on the block. Look at the whole circle. If they solid, they solid. Then you 100, you good. But if that whole circle, if one of them people in that circle is just a little questionable, make your circle a little smaller. And I know that may be a little hard moving into the new year, man, but in this new year, we can't afford to have setbacks because one setback, one small setback can be a big one if we're trying to move forward. Right. So surround yourself with a smaller circle of like minded people who believe in you and who want to see you succeed, even if it means you succeed and further than they succeed and quicker than they succeed. Number three. Meditation instead of procrastination. Man, that's heavy. Meditation instead of procrastination. Look, I'm, I may be speaking to myself, man. I procrastinate on so many things in life, man. Yeah, <laughs> I've had ideas like this within our society or just ideas in general that I felt like I really wanted to do. But I procrastinated. I sat on my ass. I, oh, I can do it next month, next year. I'll wait till I get the money. I'll wait till this happen. I'll wait till that happen. 35 years now, you know, I'm 35 years old. I was thinking about this stuff when I was in my 20s, you know, uh, whether it be school or jobs or businesses or family or finances. <sighs> Meditate on it, man. Just actually think about it, you know. Whether that's daily thinking or weekly thinking, take some time to meditate, get in a quiet place and just say, OK, is this the right thing to do? Let me think about the pros and cons. Let me evaluate everything. Take away all the noise, the noise from your family, your friends, the noise from the TV, the noise from your cell phone and social media. That's a big one. <laughs> Meditate on it, man, instead of procrastinating, because once you procrastinate, it can go on from weeks to months to years. Trust me, I am an example, man. Meditate instead of procrastinate. Number four. Look, man, call your family just to say I love you, man. I think that's look in 2021. We have a tendency of getting so complacent that we rely on social media to talk to our family or not even talk to them. You know, just we may see uh, our family member post something and we'll just hit the like button, love button. Hey, cousin. Hey, auntie. I love you. Miss you. Hope you all. You know what I'm saying? 
Call them people, man. Call them. What's up, Unc? You good? How you been? Hey, man, I'm just calling to tell you I love you. I don't need nothing. I don't need no money. I'm good. I just want to make sure you cool. Call your family, man. Call them. It's something special about actually hearing a person's voice versus text message or social media or a like or a love button or something. You see what I'm saying? Call them people, man. It takes nothing to call someone. A minute out your day, once a week or whatever. Hey, I tell you good. What's up, cuz? Hey, man, I see you on I see you on social media, man. You doing your thing, man? Just want to call and tell you I love you, man. You know, you be safe. You need me, you hit me. Simple, man. Costs no money. Costs no time. Call your people, tell you you love them, man. That's something we all need to do, me included. You know, I talked to my auntie today. Right. I uh, love her to death, man. My auntie was like, damn, they wanted my mom. When my mom passed, she was right there, huh? My uncle. You know, uh, love her to death. Sweet lady. Super sweet. Very funny. Uh, but I called her today, man. Just, just, you know, check on her till I love her, you know? Um, and I think we need to do more of that, you know? We got to do more of that because as we've seen this year in particular, life isn't promised, man. We could be gone by a freak accident like what happened to Kobe. Or we could be gone by people that lost their lives to COVID. You know what I'm saying? Take advantage of our family here, man. Even we we're not gonna see them every day. You know, it's hard, especially now. It's hard to actually see our family and our loved ones, especially if they're in different states, right? A lot of my family is in different states. It's hard to see them on a daily or a weekly or monthly. You see what I'm saying? But call them, man. You good? I love you. How you doing? You cool? Cracks and jokes. Talk about old times. Talk about whatever, man. Get in the habit of calling your family just to say, I love you, man. I was thinking about you. I want to make sure you're good. And the last one is appreciate the air, man. Appreciate the air. Appreciate breathing. Appreciate being able to breathe. Appreciate being able to walk, to talk. Appreciate being able to sleep in a bed. Appreciate being able to eat. Appreciate all the small things that we all take for granted everybody takes it for granted appreciate the air appreciate what it feels like to actually say you know what i don't have a job right now but i am not in a shelter i'm actually able to use a phone you see what i'm saying appreciate the small things man when you appreciate the small things when you appreciate the air in life everything else feels simpler Everything else. Of course, we have, you know, um, people in the world that goes without food or um, like I was talking about earlier, the people that's on hard times and don't have any funds to feed themselves and have to rely on sleeping on blankets underneath, a, you know, a Vidoc or on park benches and stuff like that. You see what I'm saying? Appreciate the air. Appreciate your blessings. Appreciate the things that you have that a lot of people don't have, you know. Even if you work in a job that's for minimum wage and you barely making it, you live in paycheck to paycheck, appreciate that shit, man. Appreciate it, bro. I'm telling you. Because it could be worse. It could be a lot of work. It could be a lot worse. Appreciate that. So that's set goals, pray over it, and be patient. Number one. Number two is surround yourself with a smaller circle. That's number two. Number three is meditation instead of procrastination. It's a big one. 
Number four is call your family, man. Call them. Just say, I love you. You good? No, I don't need nothing. Do you need something? <laughs> you know, you know, most times when uh, you look at the phone, it's your family member calling me like, oh, what this nigga want? I don't got no money now. I'm like, well, okay, what? <laughs> no, I'm good, auntie. I'm good. I don't need, I don't need, you know, would you need a couple dollars? You know what I'm saying? Surprise them, you know? Surprise them with that. You'll be amazed how good it makes you feel. And the last one is appreciate the air, man. Appreciate the small things in life that we all take for granted, man. Appreciate it. Look, man, this show was different, but I needed to talk about a lot of stuff, man. This shit has been crazy, you know, uh, for a lot of people. I talked about a little bit, a little bit about my testimony, man. I've been through a lot this year, man. A lot, a lot. I've been judged, I've been stereotyped, but I've had people that was in my life that's in my life that was been real supportive man you know and i'm i'm thankful i appreciate the air you know i appreciate the people in my life what i did was i set goals and i prayed over it and i've been patient you see what i'm saying the things that i'm telling you guys i surrounded myself with a smaller circle like the things that i'm i'm speaking on i had to do and i'm still doing but we all have to grow gradually everybody's not going to grow at the same pace that Another person will. You see what I'm saying? Uh, appreciate the uh, Appreciate your family. Call them just to say I love you. You know, I got a little cousin, man. Where she really my little sister named Jasmine, man. She, look, man. Since I can remember, she's been loyal to the soil, loyal to the to the damn soil, man. Uh, no matter what, never judged me. I never judged her. You know, and um, actually going to go see her, or whatever in Vegas. But when I talk about you know, surrounding yourself with a smaller circle. When I talk about, you know, appreciating the air and just having people in your life, you always have to have, I talk about, you know, um, just people in general, you know, that, that's, that's surround you. I got a young lady, man, that was, that's been there for me, you know, that's been my, been my rock, you know, uh, I don't know what I would do without it. Like you, you, you have to have people in your life. That's, of substance you see what i'm saying some people that's not going to drain you just because of what they can get from you surround yourself around a smaller circle man always set goals and pray over it man because it's not going to happen overnight the non-society is about standing above the stereotype man not being not being what the system wants you to be not being what society wants you to be because of how you look or what you've been through or how much money you got any of that mess. You see what I'm saying? This year has been definitely full, filled with abundance of 2020 vision, man. But my eyes is open. I got my glasses are clear and I can see everything that's going on now. So that means I'm about to rock 2021. I have no doubt about it, man. Surrounding myself with people that's like minded, networking, uh, continue doing these events, continue to doing these programs and uh, you know, just building up the brand, you know, expanding the brand with different people, you know, staying in my lane, minding the business that pays me. You see what I'm saying? Uh, and also getting back to what's really important, man. Loyalty. Being loyal to the people that's loyal to you. You know, like I like I said, I wouldn't know where I would be if it weren't for the people that was loyal to me. That's still loyal to me. You know. Shout out to all the people, man. Shout out to 20. Shout out to Wit, shout out to Mo, shout out to Cornell, uh, Yana, you know, shout out to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Shani, 
Jazz, Jasmine, man, shout out to you know Marco. Shout out to all the people that's been that's been there, that's been rocking with me, man. You know, because I tell you, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys, man. I couldn't have made it without you. So what we're gonna do is we about to sign off, man. I know this was a, a little bit abbreviated, man, but this is officially the last show of the year. I'll be out of town next week. Uh, but we're gonna come back strong, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> so with that being said, man, you know what it is. N-A-S-S-O-C-I-A-T-Y. Nah, Society Nation, man. Listen, man, from the bottom of my heart, this is me talking, Reggie moving forward, man. I love you guys. Everybody that subscribed to the podcast, everybody that sent messages, everybody that's bought merch, everybody that's followed me, everybody that's came to the events, everybody that's donated to the movement, that went to the website and checked it out and uh, all that. I I appreciate you guys, man. 2020 has been a year truly of 2020 vision, but I couldn't have did without you guys, man. I couldn't have did without my team. Shout out to everybody that's been uh, supporting and just been been there, that's been rocking with me, man. Pay attention to the surroundings that you that you keep, man. Set you a goal, right? And also pray about it. Be sure you surround yourself around a smaller group, man. You know, put on your glasses. Be more attentive, man, to what's going on in our society and in the world. And then in 2021, make your plan. Stick to it. Stick to your goals, right? I want us to keep building, man. The non-society is about building each other up, helping the people that's in need, standing with each other, right? Loving on each other, not being a stereotype, man. Coming together as one. I think this, man, listen, man, this is going to be something big. I already know it. This is the last show, official last show of 2020. Out of all the episodes we did this year, man, this was a great one that I felt like hit home. I will see you guys in a couple of weeks. But be sure if you have any questions or thoughts and concerns, you already know, man, send me a message. Go to the website, www.nasociety.com. Send us an email at nasociety2020 at gmail. Or just hit me directly, man. It is all love. Until the next episode, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And stand above the stereotype. N-A-S-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. Nice.